You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. You guys, I gotta tell you, you guys are some of the coolest people that I've ever had the pleasure of virtually meeting. You are are i i'm the head of this community or just like the nucleus of it the foundation of it but you guys are the people that make up lightworkers lounge a lounge is where people go to hang out i call lightworkers lounge the water cooler i if you're new here i created lightworkers lounge because i was on my own spiritual journey and I felt so isolated and so alone and like, does everybody else see to do to in a license plate? Does anybody else have these very spiritual meaning dreams or see omens or have feelings around the full moon? And so I was like, there's got to be, there's got to be. And so I utilized the power of the internet and boom, crazy. There you are. You do experience those things. And now with giving birth chart readings, I get to meet you guys and read your soul's blueprint and really intimately get to know you. A lot of you say like, this is scary how much you know about me. I feel very vulnerable right now. I'm like, I know. That's why when you book a reading, I have you sign all these consents like, hey, this is like a therapeutic session here. Are you ready for it? And you guys love it. You love it. It feels good, right? To have someone see you for who you really are and not judge you for it. And it's safe and you can share the dark parts, the things you regret or the things you're not proud of, but also share, oh, I knew I was going to be good at that and it's written in my stars. It's it's amazing and you guys are so talented. I feel so proud of myself. Let's gas ourselves up today under this Aries moon. I feel so proud of myself for attracting such talented, smart, creative people like you guys. It is so cool. So, hi everyone. It's your host, Stephanie Powers. Welcome to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. And how appropriate, I felt the urge to shout out the community and how amazing you guys are to talk about Aquarius season. It is time for the sun to move into Aquarius. And not only is the sun moving into it, but Pluto is as well. This Saturday, January 20th, 20th of January, Pluto and the sun will make an extremely rare conjunction. They're sitting on top of each other to the degree. And this degree happens to be the rarest of the rare. It's the zero degree. If you're born on January 20th, it depends on what time of day you were born. You're right on the cusp of Capricorn and Aquarius. And with Pluto, the planet of death and rebirth, intensity, change, sitting on top of Aquarius, the sign of forward movement, reinvention, community, the collective. I don't know what's going to happen this week if perhaps you guys can feel some dramatic changes need to happen in your home, your family, your life personally. And I think we're going to really feel this transit definitely this week leading up to Saturday the 20th and then also next week. It's still going to linger in the air. So just want to shout that out before we be dive into Aquarius season. If you feel that looming intensity of like, whoa, here we go, like it's sink or swim, that would be the Pluto conjunct Aquarius sun, Kazemi they call it, on Saturday, January 20th. And this is why I have been pumping out the Pluto and Aquarius information. And it's really important, if now or never, to invest in a birth chart reading to see exactly where Aquarius rules in your chart because this area of life is begging to go through a death and a rebirth. And it's not only going to beg, astrology is nature. Spring is coming no matter what we do. Winter will inevitably arrive no matter what we do. Transits are a similar flavor to that. I was telling someone in a reading this morning who was saying, I'm a little nervous for this transit coming up. I said, of course, it's okay to feel nervous about it, but People and humans have lived for many, many, many ages and never knew how to utilize astrology. They never knew what transits were coming up for them, and they did just fine. So just remember that, okay? Happy birthday, Aquarians. 
You guys know I'm biased. You're one of my favorite signs. I was just reading um, some text by Joanna Wolfock about Aquarius, and she was saying, Aquarians are astrologers' favorite. And it's probably because Aquarius rules astrology. That's right. Go look at your own chart. If you have heavy 11th house placements, which is the house of Aquarius, your sun, moon, rising in Aquarius, do study the stars. I mean, you're here listening to this, so obviously you've got a knack for the cosmos, but this is the sign that is most likely to resonate with astrology, to understand it more than the average person, and eventually teach it. I'll share with you guys my midheaven, my 10th house of career, is ruled by Aquarius. Funny how that works, huh? My gosh. I always say, I wish I had an astrologer at 16 or 17, whether or not my sad ass would have listened is debatable, but I wish I had someone say, hey, don't go to college, pursue astrology. You've been reading your horoscope since you were seven years old for a reason. You're interested in it. And your chart says the doors will open if you pursue it. Oh my gosh, I would have taken, took it and ran. So a happy birthday, Aquarians. I want to remind you guys one more time before we dive in, wherever you're listening to this podcast from, I'm a one woman show. I need your help as the Lightworkers Lounge community. I'm in the lounge with you, sitting at the water cooler, getting the cup ready to chat astrology and synchronicity with you, but I need your help. And the way you can help is by leaving a review, whether it's tapping stars, writing, this girl's crazy with a smiley face, <laughs> but leaving a review really helps in the technology with the algorithms to get our show, our community out there to the people who need it. And with Pluto moving into Aquarius, oh my gosh, you guys, watch. In the next five years, if we thought 2018 to 2020 was a really big time in quantum leaps in spirituality and astrology, just wait. We are going to have CNN and Fox News talking about what sign the moon is in. Just wait. And we need, there's people out there who have no idea we exist who need to find our community. And how you can help these people, help us as a community, is by leaving a review. It's by sharing the show on your socials or by word of mouth, meeting a stranger on a walk and saying, if you like astrology, you should check out this podcast. This girl's crazy and funny and cool. <laughs> you should check her out. I'd really appreciate it. And of course, cannot encourage you enough to invest in a reading right now so we can dive into this intensive transit. Here we go. That new moon in Capricorn we just had last week was the last time to take a deep breath. We are all on the slippery slope of change. Let's do it. Aquarius season runs from January 20th until February 18th. Even though Aquarius is known as the water bearer, they're not a water sign. They are an air sign next to Libra and Gemini. Aquarius is all air. It is so funny. And I think this is intentional. Aquarians, as we'll get into later, they love being different. They love standing out. I think Aquarians secretly love that nobody understands them. They think they're a water sign because their symbol is a beautiful woman pouring water, but they're like, no, nah, we're actually an air sign. Gotcha. They love it. They love being different, being hard to figure out because it makes them untouchable, which they like being detached. So Aquarius is an air sign similar to Libra's and Gemini's. Now, Aquarius is a fixed air sign. So in astrology, there's modes. There's fixed signs, mutable signs, and cardinal signs. Cardinal signs are leaders. These are the signs that initiate new seasons. Think, who kicks off winter solstice? Capricorn. Who kicks off fall solstice? And again, I'm speaking from the United States, the Northern Hemisphere. Libra. Who kicks off spring solstice? Aries. And summer is Cancer. There's the mutable signs, the Sagittarians, the Virgos, the Pisces, the Geminis. These guys are very mutable. They will mutate their personality to fit in a room. How many times do Sagittarius have a story about every culture they've experienced and they fit right in? How many times do poor Geminis get called two-faced? Because they're mutable. They can fit in with any crowd they go into. But Aquarius, along with Taurus, Scorpio, and Leo, are fixed. They are set 
in their ways and the way they think and the way they view things. When Aquarians, they're very visionary, psychic type of people. When they see something for the world and they are set on that is how it should be, this would help everybody make life fair, they're set. You will not bounce them. You will not push them away from that belief. So they are a fixed air sign. They're ruled by the number 11. 11, 11, make a wish. 11, 11, what are you dreaming about? Take a snapshot of it at the moment you see 11, 11 on the clock. That is Aquarian's number. And it's ruled by the planet Uranus, Uranus, previously Saturn. So Aquarian, again, they're so different. They're so inventive. Not too long ago, they were ruled by Saturn until Uranus was discovered and they were gifted that planet as their ruler. Uranus, the planet of sudden change, rebellion, doing things different. Wherever Uranus is transiting in your chart, expect to do things different, to reinvent yourself in that way. Sudden shocking revelations, that astrologers like to say with that planet. So that is Aquarian's traditional ruler, is Uranus. The sister sign, the sign exactly opposite of Aquarians, the yin to their yang, is Leo. Leo is listening to this. Do you have any Aquarian besties? Aquarians, hey birthdays. Do you guys like Leos? You love them or you hate them? <laughs> the sister signs Aquarius and Leo, you guys know if you're not new here, my favorite analogy is the movie. Leos are all about me, me, me. Aquarians are all about we, we, we. Leos say, look at me, I'm gorgeous. Main character energy. Aquarius says, well, I'll film it. I'll direct it. I'll make you look your best, Leo. Here, do this angle. And let me hold the camera from down here. And then let me edit it so you look your best. And Leo just says, okay, sure. Just turn the music up and let me model and look my best. So these two work in tandem together because Aquarius is behind the camera. Aquarius is in the writer's room coming up with the script. And Leo, these gorgeous people, they are there to deliver. They are there to be the main character. So together, they work beautifully when they're in that shared dream of creating a wonderful legendary film. Now how these two can really button heads is of course they're fixed. They are stubborn and Aquarius don't sleep on their need to feel famous to be seen. Leo wants to be famous for fitting in and being the most beautiful and the best of the best. Aquarius wants to be famous and well-known for being different. Aquarius says, I am different. I am so original. Therefore, I fit in and I'm different. And I just look at me. I'm famous for being so different. <laughs> I love you, Aquarians. Aquarius rules things like disrupting the norm. And I have to share, I got that quote from a client. I was reading her chart and she was very heavy Aquarius 11th house. And I just asked her, like, how does this manifest this eccentric, different energy you have? And she just looked at me through Zoom camera and said, oh, I totally came here to disrupt the norm. <laughs> and just like such a fixed, stern way. And I was like, I am going to roll that around my mind for years to come. That was amazing. So Aquarians, do you feel seen when I say you came here to disrupt the norm? <laughs> Aquarius rules things like social reform. They look around, oh God, don't get Aquarius going on C-O-V-I-D. Don't get them going on V-A-C-C-I-N-E-S. <laughs> don't get them going on the public school system, the government. And you want to have a good fireside conversation about conspiracies? Go find you an Aquarius bestie and let's get going. I mean, I am pretty sure that Joe Rogan's number one listener are people heavy Aquarius placements. <laughs> They can't get enough of thinking outside the box. Similar to their air sign cousins, Gemini and Libra, Aquarians love to gather information, to move the Rubik's Cube of life and look at things from a different angle and then use their visionary abilities, right, to reinvent things to better people. Libras gather information because they want to make life more peaceful. They gather a lot of information about relationships and how they can master the art of conflict resolution in relationships and love. 
Geminis gather information because they want to teach it to other people. Not necessarily act it out in their own lives, take their own advice, but teach other people. Aquarians, they love to absorb new information for the betterment of the collective, for their friends especially. So that was my next point. Aquarius rules friends. For those of you married to an Aquarius, or those of you who have Aquarius children or Aquarius parents, these people are married to their friends. Every Aquarius I've ever known constantly has a rotating door of people asking them to watch their pets, of people inviting them out to parties, to get togethers, to dinners. Aquarius loves friends. I don't think that quote, I know no strangers. I used to use that for Sagittarius, which is a wonderful trining sign to Aquarius, but Aquarians know no strangers. Everybody is their friend, for everybody has an interesting story that Aquarius can collect more knowledge on how to better the collective with. Especially people who have their Venus and Aquarius. These are people who love and value friendship. And so a Venus and Aquarius person really needs someone who also has a large friend group and who brings the two friend groups together and just has a wonderful collective community in their home. It is oh so important. Aquarius believes in one human family. I'm pretty sure that coexist bumper sticker was invented by an Aquarius. Aquarians are eccentric. They are very original. They're, the word, this is why I love them, the word weird is not in their vocab. I'm, I was raised by an Aquarius. Lucky me. I was previously married to an Aquarius. I, was with, I knew him since I was in third grade. I love the energy of this sign. Aquarius, weird is not in the vo their vocabulary. Nothing and no one is weird to them. And if you are one or you know one who does use that word, they got a lot of healing to do because it is so just not something that resonates with their soul. When they are on their empowered side, they are endlessly curious about everything. Nothing is weird. Everything is interesting to them. And this is what I love about them. They are just curious about why people behave the way they do, why the world is the way it is, about cultures, societies, different places in the world. It is a wonderful sign. So the new age rule, thing that Aquarius rules is the internet and social media. And again, Libras love social media because uh, dating apps are so fun. You can find love and you can go on Pinterest and find beauty and trends for clothes and makeup. Gemini loves the internet because, oh my gosh, podcasts are my lifeblood. <laughs> Self-help books on Kindle, yes. Aquarius loves the internet because they can have a best friend in South Africa, a wonderful friend in Asia. They can get to know someone, fall in love with someone in Australia. They can't get enough of it. We are connected to people in all different time zones at the tap of our finger. Aquarius says, finally, it's our time. Steve Jobs, I don't believe he was an Aquarius, but he just embodies that energy. I'm going to Google his chart. I got to know. I got to know. Oh, he's on the cusp. He was so close. He's February 24th. So he is a Pisces, Aries moon, Virgo rising. No Aquarius, huh? No, of course. There it is. His Mercury is an Aquarius. I knew it. I remember this from school. So Steve Jobs, he is the guy who is the inventor of Apple iPhones. And he sadly passed away. So with all due respect to him and his energy and what he created, he has his Mercury in Aquarius. Mercury represents how we think, how we speak. Of course, a Mercury in Aquarius steps in a boardroom and says, all right, I was thinking, what if we created something on a glass rectangle that when you tap it, it sends an instant message across the world within seconds. You know how many people must have looked at him like the cardinal signs, like you're on drugs. <laughs> what mushrooms are you taking to come up with that? Like there's no way. How do you do that? But his Mercury and Aquarius said, ah, ah, ah. And of course the Pisces sun, the visionary tapped into another realm. Of course, of course. But that is so Aquarian energy, as I believe it can, and I believe it can change the world. 
Think of what the internet and our phones can do for us. We can get groceries delivered. We can, I love the next door app since I move around so much to connect with my local community. It's how we got Kaya adopted. Now, of course, we can say that it also ruined the world, but that is a conversation we had on the Pluto and Aquarius episode. So skirt back there if you want to talk about the darker sides of this internet social media thing. But that is what Aquarius rules, internet, social media, astrology. Another thing that falls under the Aquarius Aquarius umbrella is LGBTQ, right? Gay, lesbian. These are things that were once shocking to society and now they're normal. It's just nobody cares. Nobody asks. It's like I dream of the day where no one has to come out with their sexuality. It's just you be who you want. You love who you want. And it's normal. If you see a girl kissing a girl, if you see a guy kissing, holding hands with a guy, it's like, oh, that, that's them. Nobody needs to come out about their sexuality. It just is who they are. And they live their lives happily. That I can totally see happening with this Pluto and Aquarius transit. But LGBTQ, a lot of people that I have read, it's, it's fascinating to be the first person they've ever shared those thoughts with. But if they have heavy 11th house or Aquarius placements, especially Saturn or Venus in Aquarius, they sometimes fall under bisexual, um, LGBTQ, the whole thing. So let's talk about Aquarian's symbol. It is the zigzag lines. Aquarius, the body part that it rules are the ankles and the nervous system. Aquarius, I know you guys love the nerve. I mean, I know you guys love the internet, but your nervous systems are so affected by Wi-Fi and 5G. I cannot stress enough to you guys. And this goes for any Aquarius, but especially Aquarius sun or rising. Please listen up. It's affecting your nervous system. I've seen way too many examples in my medical astrology readings. You guys are affected. And as we're going to get into, you guys are on the front lines of human collective change. We need you at your healthiest mentally and physically. And the internet and 5G and these things are zapping you of the energy we need y'all to have. And so if you're an Aquarius listening to this, I want you to focus on your ankles, strengthening them, number one, but also your nervous system. Taking frequent breaks from Wi-Fi, turning your phone off. Be very cautious and leery with how much Bluetooth you use. No Bluetooth watches. Bluetooth headphones, I get it. It's life. It's the 21st century. But please take breaks from them to recharge your energy. Go and sit by the ocean where negative ions can find you. Go ground yourself on rocks and granite of the mountains. It's so important. And oxygen is a really big thing. Limit your carbonated drinks and really focus on checking in on your oxygen, okay? So Aquarius symbol, the zigzag lines, this represents the water bearer. These zigzag lines represent pouring water, dispensing free information, quenching our thirst for truth, right? A lot of us can say, I just feel like something's not right. When I go to the doctors and then I come home, especially for us in the United States, I just feel like my doctor doesn't care about me. Or when I go to the grocery store, feel like it's really wrong that natural food has its own sign and its own aisle. So if there's only one aisle of natural food, what the heck is everything else in the store? That just feels wrong. But Aquarians, if you've got Aquarius in your chart, they say, yeah, it does, doesn't it? I'm going to go find out why. <laughs> and they collect and gather all of the information and share it and dispense it to all of us, quenching our thirst for, ah, that's why it felt so wrong. That's why we all have autoimmunity and gut issues, because we're eating all the other food. That's not actually food. Okay. And then Aquarius goes, oh, and wait till you find out that all the studies that say broccoli's healthy for you were funded by Big Pharma. And <laughs> Woo! Who doesn't love a good conversation with an Aquarius? But the other more new age definition of that beautiful Aquarius zigzag symbol is they represent dimensions frequencies, wisdom of the future. Aquarians are the visionaries. They have this feeling of like, hey, uh, so many Aquarians that I've read who work in the public school system say, I don't care what they say. I use birth charts in my classroom and it works wonders. <laughs> and I love it. You guys are awesome. And it does. 
I had, I read one Aquarius teacher who said, I have, I leave my water signs alone. I do not call on them to speak out loud. My earth signs will be the ones who help me organize and make the classroom neat. My fire signs are the ones I send on errands around the hallways to get the energy out. And my air signs are who I'll call on and who I love to help put in group projects so they can socialize and talk. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that is so beautiful. So of course we don't box people into these things and leave them at that. There's so much more to your chart, which is why at least once in your life, whether it's from me or some other astrologer you resonate with, please have your chart professionally read by someone you trust, you listen to, you look at their photo, you look at their bio. I guess we're going out on a limb here and I've just, I feel so compelled to share with you guys as astrology grows and becomes very mainstream over the next five years. I mean, it's going to happen fast. I want you to be so important. I want you to tell your loved ones, your friends, your siblings, your parents, everyone you can to please look at the biographies of the people you are paying a lot of money to get a birth chart reading from because there are so many people who just read a book and listen to podcasts and say, all right, I'm ready to go. I want you to look for them to be professionally trained. They should have spent thousands of dollars on their training to receive formal professional training on how to read charts and how to give professional readings. And I say this because in my readings, I have had so many people come to me and say, this is not my first reading, but my last one left me scarred because they told me I was going to die. They told me I would never get married. They told me I would die of cancer. They told, And I'm just baffled that any astrologer would say something like that. It breaks my heart because these things stick with you. You're literally unzipping your soul's blueprint, which is a very naked, vulnerable place to be in. And for astrologers to take advantage of that or just not have the professional conduit or the psychological, emotional intelligence to not say things like that to people who are unzipping their soul's blueprint blows my mind, as you can tell with the passion in my voice. So just be careful. I, I personally, I want to see them professionally educated and certified in programs. I want to see them with perhaps an associate's or a bachelor's, maybe even a master's in some psychology-related field. That's just me. I got Scorpio on my chart, you know. But really be careful, okay? That's all I just wanted to share with you guys. You cannot put Aquarius in a box. Don't even try. They love hard, but they love being alone. They go to every party, but absolutely love spending time in their house, in their room with their technology and their things by themselves. This is the soft, artistic athlete, right? You normally think there's the jock and there's the nerds. There's the athlete and there's the artist. Aquarius comes through and says, I'm both. I go to drama class on Wednesdays and I go to football practice on Thursdays. And you're like, wow, that's impressive. This is the scientist who paints for a living. They don't do science for a living. They do art for a living. Yet they're a genius at both. A lot of Aquarians seem to be very gifted at drawing and painting. And it's almost like, I always say Aquarians give off this aloof look, especially Aquarius Risings. But then when you get to know them, they have one of the most colorful minds. It is like seeing someone who looks black and white on the outside. But if you get a chance to go have coffee with them and get really close and comfortable with them, it's like walking into a Lisa Frank poster. It's so wild and vivid and colorful and interesting and a utopia of rainbow colors of all shades. And it's awesome. I love how their minds work. So if Aquarius rules being a walking, talking paradox, no matter if you have Aquarius in your chart or not, during this season, from January 20th to February 18th, ask yourself, why do I think I have to have one identity? Why can't I do both? Why can't I be a stay-at-home parent, but also have a little side hustle that I say is my full-time job? Why can't I be a professional astrologer who's into the woo-woo, but also a really badass businesswoman, right? Ah, ha, ha, ha. So during the season, just a high mileage question to ask yourself is, why do I think I have to have one identity? Why can't I do more than one thing? 
Now, remember what I was saying about Aquarians love to gather the information, just like their air sign cousins, Gemini and Libra, except they are fixed. A lot of Aquarians love to study your relationships, especially if they've got some water in their chart, but they'll come up to an, to an agreement. They'll say relationships should feel and look like this. If they don't, they're either immediately on to the next or they avoid love and intimacy altogether. And they have this similar flair with career, with finances, with health. They may tell themselves, oh, I wish I could be that, but I've already tried it. I'm not good at it. Therefore, I am fixed on the idea that I gave that one shot. It didn't work. It's not for me. On to the next. Instead of saying, well, let me re reassess how I approach that project and try again, right? Everybody's health is in the shitter. You might as well just eat and drink whatever you want because that's how it is. We're all going to die. Okay, Aquarius. Well, what if you actually tried the vegan diet or if you're a hardcore vegan fixed on that lifestyle, how about you try introducing meat and just give it a whirl to the Aquarius who gets fixed and set. All men cheat. All women lie. All, all government is bad. <laughs> this is the disempowered side of those Aquarius fixed thoughts. So again, whether you have Aquarius in your chart or not, during this season, it's beneficial to ask yourself, what opposite belief triggers me? Why? The most blatant example I can use to really trigger everybody is, say somebody loves Donald Trump. They think he is amazing for the United States presidency. Does that trigger you? You pissed when I say that out loud? Why? Why does someone like that anger the shit out of you? Why? If someone is a hardcore carnivore and they eat steak, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, why does that trigger you? Why? Right? So this season is a very beneficial time to say, okay, the things that really upset me, why do they upset me so much? And how can I come to a peaceful agreement where I agree to disagree and recognize that I cannot control anybody around me besides myself? And I can just steer my energy. Think of those zigzag lines of Aquarius. We all have Aquarius in our chart, right? We all have it. So how can I steer my Aquarian energy to something that lights me up rather than focus it all on things that don't and try and change somebody else's mind on the internet or in my community on why they're wrong and I'm right, on why they're wrong and the way they believe is ruining society. So I'm going to let them know, right? That is the disempowered side of Aquarians. Because Aquarians are so fixed, it can be really hard for them to accept that they are the common denominator and maybe some of those boring beliefs were actually right. Think about this in terms of relationships. Aquarians are like, no, I believe that you can be in a very committed relationship while also doing whatever I want with disregard to my partner's wishes and hopes. I can choose me, me, me all the time because I need to be free. I'm a visionary. If I'm not free, I can't do my job here. <laughs> but Aquarius, what if some of those old Capricornian conservative beliefs about sacrifice to be in a beautiful partnership are actually right? Can you give them a try? right? Or career. What if some of those old Capricornian beliefs of you got to work, work, work and show up every day repeating the same thing for years are actually not insanity. It's actually just a sign of hard work delivering great results. Aquarius, what's wrong with that? Aquarians master the art of being strongly independent while still very connected to people. They love in a way where there's truly no strings attached. A lot of Aquarians, and again, there's so much more to your chart that can dilute this message of Aquarius, but they are strongly independent while still being very connected and remembering little pieces about you and asking you, being your friend at the end of the day, which is the foundation of all relationships, of a good business partnership, of a great marriage, and of course a great friendship is always the foundation is being friends first. 
A lot of people with Aquarius personal planets must be friends with someone before they step up into being a lover. It's very rare that an Aquarius meets someone who they've never known before, falls in love, and it ends up being long-lasting. Of course, if they become friends after, it's a whole new story, but being friends first is very much a key to Aquarius placements. Aquarians are cool because they will always be their natural self in front of everyone. Aquarius is someone who can meet Oprah and just be their cool, calm self. They're not going to dress to impress. They're just going to wear what they normally wear every day. They're not going to put on a front. They're not going to look, you know, Capricorns want to put on their best show and have a little power game. Uh, Leos want to look their best, right? Libras will get nervous. Cancers will be nervous. But Aquarians just rock up barefoot and they're like, hey, Oprah, what's up, girl? <laughs> And you're like, they don't put anybody on a pedestal, not because they think they're better. Although, Aquarians, you do have a tendency to have a God complex like your Leo sister. Watch out. But Aquarians, I think, whenever I think of them, I think they are the multi-millionaires, sometimes billionaires. Although, they'll give away their money to collective humanitarian causes before they reach billionaire status. They do not care about money but they don't care about money so much so that they are the very successful entrepreneurs who walk into board meetings barefoot, <laughs> fresh from the beach, sand in their toes, still sweaty from playing soccer with <laughs> like people they just met. They're very eccentric people and I love it and I'm here for it. So they walk into a board meeting and people are like, wait, that, that person who looks like they haven't washed their shirt in five days is the CEO? the owner of this business and people go, yep, that's them. <laughs> but then they get in front of the boardroom table and they just bust out the most visionary genius ideas that half the room is going, what the fuck are they talking about? And the other half of the room is like, oh wow, I, I love this. How do they think of this? This is amazing. <laughs> and then other people become the worker bees to implement said dream that we'll get to. So for everyone, all of us during Aquarius season, Ask yourself this. This is a cool high mileage question I came up for us. Who are you nervous to meet? And why? What about them gives you butterflies? Or what about them intimidates you? Think of like your favorite celebrity. Or even think about me. I'm not a celebrity, but we, you and I share exchange of information and conversation over the airwaves. And so sometimes when we connect on Zoom for a meeting, it's like, whoa, this is weird. I'm so used to being able to pause your voice. Now you won't shut up about my moon. <laughs> it's like some people say, like, I'm nervous. And hey, I get it. Whenever I have interviews with people, sometimes I get a little nervous. But I ask myself, why? And it's always a point of, oh, I put them on a pedestal. I think they're better than me. I think they're more professional than me. And so, okay, I've got a little three selves to do some TLC with, my self-esteem, my self-worth, my self-confidence. All right, I got it. I got it. Aquarians are so independent because they are dreamers. They float in and out of dimensions, and people find it hard to receive depth and vulnerability from them sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Aquarians are sometimes very hard to be in a relationship with because they are constantly reinventing themselves. They are always have a thirst for knowledge. And yes, the disempowered side of Aquarius is they have this God complex of nobody can tie me down. I can do what I want, what I want, Sorry it hurts your feelings, but I'm going for the gold. I just see it for myself. I know it for myself. And that vision doesn't include you, friend. So I'm out, says the Aquarius, right? So people with really soulful depth like earth or water signs are like, Aquarius, hello, earth to Aquarius. Can you meet me at home? We need to do dishes and pay taxes. <laughs> Aquarians are like, why would you pay taxes to the government? They're all just spending it on military. <laughs> I love it. So like that quote I said a few months ago that triggered some of you, but others of you loved it. Love someone for who they are or leave them alone. We often try and we see, I know you guys now, I've read a lot of your chart. You guys are smart as a whip. You can, in your spiritual as all get out, you can see through people. You're hyper analytical and you can see when someone, you can see someone's core wound. You can see the subconscious thought, belief wound that's holding them back. And a lot of times we'll say, hey, 
get a reading from this girl or hey, let me send you these Instagram posts. Let me send you this podcast. Listen to these five minutes because you know like if they will just listen to this and heed this advice, they'll fix that thing that I see that's holding them back and then they'll be a happy person and that makes me feel happy when I make someone happy and then there'll be a better relationship in my life. But this is exhausting. And remember, you cannot control anybody but yourself. It is such a hard pill to swallow that some people just do not want to change. They are set in their ways, and even though their ways are making them sick and unhealthy, mentally, physically ill, they don't want to change. Their soul is tired. Their soul may be dark. They are engulfed in negative energy, and it is so sad to watch but you cannot lose yourself in trying to save someone that has no interest in growing out of it. This is such an Aquarius lesson to learn because like Libras who just love everybody feeling peace, like Geminis who just love a social camaraderie at all times, Aquarians just love their friends, right? I think of Leos. Whenever I talk about Leo season, you guys are the best cheerleaders. You are like, that's my girl. I love her. Look how gorgeous she is. Like she is she is getting it. That's a Leo. But an Aquarius is like, this is my best friend and they are my family. I'm going to have dinner with them. I'm going to help them with their taxes if they believe in that. They're going to help them with, hey, I'm going to the store. Do you need me to grab you or anything? I'll just drop it off on the porch if you're feeling blah. These are Aquarians. They're amazing. They'll do anything for their friend group. But this, going back to what we're talking about, it can cause them to not be the most intimate, soulful, depthful, romantic partners. Whenever I do relationship readings, Aquarius next to Aries tends to be up there in the, oh, I got burned by one. And I feel so bad. I'm like, what do you mean you got burned by an Aquarius? They're your best friend, right? Not always. Not always with Aquarius. And of course, this is dependent on so many other factors in their chart. But these guys can be aloof. Aquarians can be very detached and talk about how much they love you more than they feel they actually love you. Aquarians can talk about their feelings more than they actually feel them, especially Aquarius moons. Aquarians need to be bonded with someone who celebrates and encourages this freedom in them, lest they, do, lest they not do their age of Aquarius duties. It is so important that we don't try and fit these Aquarians into a box because right now we need their inventive minds more than ever. And of course, I will remind you time and time again, some Aquarians have heavy Scorpio, Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn placements in their chart, which would really dilute this freedom message. And they are wonderful. Oh, I wish every Aquarian was a parent. They are wonderful. And Partners, they're very wonderful, caring, kind partners who can really understand human behavior and ease over conflict resolution. But others who are very strong in Sagittarius, Aquarius, um, gosh, who else would fit into this box? Even Pisces, these people need to be free. They've got to go where the wind takes them because the wind is taking them to a very important purpose. So just thought I'd throw that out there. But also, Aquarians listening, you need to know this about yourself too. And this is why I love astrology is because it can really help these sticky human relations we emo our emotions get us into. Aquarians need to know this about themselves and seek out like-minded people. Aquarians, you guys, rule astrology. If you're about to get into a serious business partnership or romantic relationship or even a friendship, look at your moon sign. How is that compatible with this person? Look at your Venus, how you love, how you expect to be loved back. See that person. Seek out like-minded sun signs who are open and free. And if you don't text back for five days, they don't care because they have a life of their own too. It's very important for Aquarians to know that about themselves. Some examples of famous Aquarians. Abraham Lincoln, Charles Darwin, Thomas Edison. Look at all of these people who said, I have a dream of something that is so not the norm right now, but it is. Charles Darwin totally threw a blow to the Bible when he came up with his human development theology. Abraham Lincoln freed slaves 
when it was such a gross social norm back then. And he was like, no, 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 like absolutely not. And then Thomas Edison invented light. Oh my gosh. It's wild to think of the people who once had to use like candles or just work with the sun and to now flip on our lights on and off at our luxury. Amazing. So here in South Texas, we just had an Arctic blast. Like I'm not kidding. Texas is, I've lived everywhere. This place has the most gnarly hardcore weather. Only Texas could go from being 120 degrees in the summer to where you can't even walk outside to pipes freezing in January. So bitter cold. Um, we didn't realize that the cabin we're staying in on the marsh that the pipes could freeze because it's Texas and that just doesn't happen. But we're under a freeze warning. So we turned on our bathroom sinks to try and keep water flowing. We didn't recognize that it's not all a shared pipe. So our pipes froze. We woke up to no water at all. So I'm like brushing my teeth. Thankfully, we fill up jugs with Kangen water. And uh, we just use some of that for brushing teeth. But like I haven't washed my hair in three, four days. So I've been doing my readings today with my hair up in a bun. Thank you guys for not judging my appearance, you Aquarians. <laughs> but the water, eventually the pipes melted and they, the water started to turn on. As I was prepping for this podcast, writing some notes about the high mileage questions for us, I started to hear a trickle, a drop, a drop. And I was like, wait, I haven't heard that in a while. And I'm like, is that the water? I jump up and I run in the bathroom and there's drip, drip, drip. And then I hear the kitchen sink start turning on and running freely. And then the shower turns on and I'm just bouncing from room to room like water. And I just, it was truly a silly, but a core memory because I was just thinking, look at this luxury, a shower, a rain shower, dripping hot water that I get to bathe my body in a sink where I get to wash all the dishes that make these delicious organic meals. This is abundance. It felt like I won the lottery. It was so cool. I'll never forget it, but yeah. Aquarians are dreamers. They're manifestors. I'm sure Aquarius said, we, we all deserve water. Water is a human basic right. Health care, a basic human right. Aquarians who were born and raised in the United States must be really struggling when they see how much we are indebted to university for a college education, when they see how much it costs a month to have health insurance that we can't even use without paying hundreds of dollars. It's got to drive them absolutely nuts. The mass shootings, the food system. I mean, it's all broken. And I know the U.S. is not the only place. And Aquarians, it is your time. The things you tell yourself, the things you see are no longer weird. And even if some people think they're weird, the collective on Earth, I don't know if you feel it, guys, but we're reaching a breaking point to where we're getting desperate for help with anything. Nothing is weird. Nothing is to be judged because something's got to change. And not everybody has the gift for seeing the future, for utilizing, for utilizing thoughts and feelings to recreate, to come up with something that is so different, yet becomes so normal. I think of my mom. You guys know how much I love my Aquarius mom. I love her because I know that any practical issue I have, she comes up with the most genius way of fixing things. Like if my car breaks down, she comes up with a way. I called her this morning. I was like, our pipes are froze and I've got readings and my hair's messy. And <laughs> she's like, here, do this, go get this, boil this. Do I'm like, how do you come up with that? This is like, <laughs> I call her a cockroach. <laughs> that sounds so bad, but she's a cockroach because if the world gets struck by asteroids and every living thing dies, my mom will not. <laughs> That woman will invent a way to find food and water and shelter. She's so intelligent. And it is definitely her Aquarius son, Leo Moon. She is just so funny, so cool, so inventive. I absolutely love having her on the podcast because you guys can tell she is the most Aquarius creature ever. And I'm very, very blessed that I have a mom that I could say, Hey, when I was five years old, you did this and it really traumatized me, mom. I'm still working through that. And she'll say, Hey, I'm sorry, kid. I was just, I was really struggling back then myself and I did the best I could. And to just have a parent say that in such a low key, 
way is the most healing thing ever. Whenever I talk to her about relationships, friendships, my partnership, she's like, hey, you know, I suck at relationships. As you can see, I'm 62 and I'm not married and I don't want to date. I, I don't know how to do those things, Steph. What I do know is that you'll figure it out. You're a really smart girl, right? She never throws unsolicited, unwanted advice. She doesn't judge me for anything. And that's so Aquarius. And I just love it. I love it. So Aquarians need a team, a community of people who can work with them to bring an idea to life. Think of your own life. If you were gifted money and a team of three people, what would you go do? What would you try to invent and create for the world? So many of us are reaching a point where we're like, I have to have a job where I know I'm making a difference. How many of you can raise your hand right now and say, I love my job. I like the people I work with. It pays pretty good, but I'm not helping the world. And it's driving me nuts. Or how many of you are like, I don't have a job yet. I'm just kind of bouncing between gigs and I want to do something that directly impacts and changes things. I can tell you a forecast for money and career over the next 18 years as the age of Aquarius kicks up. Montessori, alternative education. There's a few of you that I know of who listen to this show who have started forest schools, and you guys are crushing it. This is exactly what is about to take off. Herbal medicine, natural medicine is going to become huge. Astrology is going to become huge, which is why I now offer the universe package if you want to learn directly from me. Lightworkers-lounge.com. Click on birthright readings. Drop down to the universe. It's called the whole universe. <laughs> Astrology, forest school, alternative medicine is going to be huge. But anything that involves bettering the community. I can't wait to see what happens to the government. Aquarius is like their arch nemesis is the government. And this age of Aquarius is not going to let how politics have been happening fly. People have asked me like, okay, with astrology, what do you predict is going to win the presidential election here in the United States, Biden or Trump? And I'm like, honestly, neither. I think if the age of Aquarius has its way, it's going to be someone we don't even know yet. I don't know, maybe a woman. We've never had a female president, so this could be a woman is going to be my best guess or someone we don't know yet. Someone that the community really elects that doesn't have a past as a politician or a businessman, just someone so eccentric and Aquarian that pulls up to presidential speeches barefoot. <laughs> I don't know. Now, when you think of signs and what they rule, right? Like Libra rules love, Sagittarius rules travel, Gemini rules talking. These signs, especially when they really fall on their disempowered side, have a dark side. And it will be the exact opposite of what they rule. Libras rule love, yet these are the number one sign that struggles with cheating, lying, and relationships. Sagittarius rules travel. You know a Sag is disempowered when they don't travel and they sit and tell everybody else what to do. Gemini rules thinking, speaking, talking, socializing. When a Gemini doesn't say, hey, how are ya? When they're mute and it's hard to get them to say a word, they are not doing well. Now, Aquarius rules hopes and dreams and friendships. When Aquarius goes around squashing everybody else's hopes and dreams, you need to check up on them. When Aquarius has no friends, you need to check up on them. And while Aquarians can be one of the most jovial, non-judgmental people, they do have a reputation on the streets of being a complete asshole. Aquarians can be assholes when they are on their disempowered side of getting overwhelmed by the world. Whenever I see an Aquarius being an ass, I am just like, those poor things. They look at our food system. They're so fed up. They look at animal cruelty and how humans are making money exploiting animals and they're fed up. They look at how fake people are on social media and they are fed up. And so they really become just fixed in their ways. I hate humans, jerks. <laughs> and they push friends away. They push the community away and they just become hobbits living on a mountain, just waiting for the world to end. <laughs> Don't become that. 
So Aquarians, if you're listening to this and you're like, dang it, I'm falling into those buckets, we've got to get you into your tribe. We've got to get you surrounded by the people who have similar mindsets to you, other Aquarians, people who uplift you for your uniqueness to get you back on that fence right? The disempowered Aquarius is very set in their ways. Politics, climate change, diets. I think of the people in the United States who love Trump unconditionally. And I think, I wonder if the people who swing far left and love Biden unconditionally, I wonder if they realize that they are just as bad as the far right. Hmm. And relationships, Aquarians will never admit how insecure they can be. They are surrounded by a hundred friends, yet feel alone, like no one knows the real them. So Aquarians, I'll never admit it again, but they can really be insecure, especially if they grew up in a very conservative, traditional family that taught them how to be, and that was never who they really were. They can struggle later in relationships, and they can try to be the cool person. They can try to be the best looking. They can try to be what everybody else wants them to be to get acceptance and approval because they haven't yet accepted that shocking people, raising eyebrows, doing things drastically different is what they came here to do. Especially if your Saturn is in if your Saturn is in Aquarius, your karmic life's lesson is to stand out and be different. I always tell people with Saturn in Aquarius, if your friends and family aren't shocked and going, you're doing what? You're going where? You're going with who? <laughs> You're not fulfilling your karmic purpose. So you better work on the shock factor there. So for all of us, let's ask ourselves this question during Aquarius season. Who knows the real me? Who in your life, if you're blessed to have anyone, knows the real, true you? And what about this person feels so safe? What about this person made you feel safe for them to get to know and see the real you? All right, you guys, let's wrap up the Aquarian episode with some Aquarius thought prompts. Questions to ask yourself to really harness and utilize the energy of Aquarius season from January 20th to February 18th when we will enter Pisces season. Why am I afraid of what other people think? Why don't I shine my unique eccentric self? Because so-and-so will think, what? Who? Because my small town will judge me and talk about me. So what? Why do you care about what other people think? Next one. Does committing to someone or something really mean the death of independence? How can you rewrite that narrative, that committing to a job, committing to a person, committing to an idea does not mean the death of your unique, independent character? How can you rewrite that narrative? Number three, why am I afraid to reinvent myself? Why am I afraid to start all over again? Number four, if my unique ideas aren't taking hold in the community, no one's following me online, I'm not getting the followers, perhaps that's not really who you are. I know this can be such an identity crisis, but if your unique ideas are things you're chasing after that you are telling yourself, this is what I want to do, but you're just not getting any traction, perhaps ask yourself, is this really who I am? Or is this a part of the Aquarian side of my chart where I've been denied, I've been betrayed, I've been turned down so many times that now I want to be what's cool, what's trending, what's mainstream in order to get attention that I never got? And the last one, what do I think is weird? Why? What's something you think is weird? What's a human behavior you're like, that's so weird? Why do people do that? Why? You may find such a golden egg of subconscious healing when you ask yourself why you think something is weird. Try it. It's fun. 
So look to the area of your chart ruled by Aquarius. What house, what pie slice is it? Because this is where you must reinvent the way. If Aquarius rules your seventh house of love, you came here to show people, oh, you can fall in love and have a baby first and get married later. <gasps> Shocking, you can. If Aquarius rules your 10th house of career, you did not come here to apply an interview for a job. You came here to create and invent your own. If Aquarius rules your second house of earned income, you're going to have many different revenue streams. This is just what you came here to do. If Aquarius rules your fourth house of home and family, you came here to raise babies in a sprinter van and take them to forest school and do things totally different. Disrupt the norm. And if you don't know where Aquarius rules on your chart, please reach out and book a reading with me. Use your podcast listener discount code gratitude. Aquarians, you get a special discount off of readings all month to celebrate your birthday, your solar return. Can't suggest you guys invest in a solar return enough to see what energy is coming into this year after your birthday. Check it out. Lightworkers-lounge.com. Thank you guys for tuning into the show. Happy Aquarius season. Who is ready to reinvent themselves? And most importantly, who is ready to find their tribe and help heal the collective? I'll see you guys next episode. Bye.